Yes, it's a podcast, playoff edition. I'm Will Price, that's Mike's back, and we've got a very special show for you this week. Uh, we are doing this under the gun because the playoffs literally start in two hours, or actually less than two hours. <laughs> so uh, listen along with us. We're going to give you our previews for both the each AFC and NFC team as to why they can and cannot win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, lots of positivity, but also lots of negativity for each team. And we're going to break each and every one of them down. But first, Spack, you had a little interesting tidbit about uh, today and uh, what's special about today's date. Uh, yeah, January 15th. This is the same. Well, I guess it's 2005 plus 2022. Not going to try that math right now because I'm bad at math. But uh, it's the anniversary of Ben Roethlisberger's shoestring tackle against the Colts. Yeah, it's really funny. Like, uh, what was that? Was that last week? We were just t- talking about how uh, that was one of our favorite Ben memories. And yes. now we're recording on the day that it actually happened. Yup. It's it's weird. It's like it, it's uh remember the divisional round was like in mid January. <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, and not to mention too that this is the first first season of uh an 18 game slate. Yep. So, um it's super wild card weekend will which I, I guess goes beyond the weekend because we have a Monday night playoff game this year. Yeah, I, f- I was really actually surprised by that. Um, but I guess not. Like usually they they'll just have one of those games on Saturday on on ESPN. But yeah, you'd have three double headers on Saturday Sunday. Um. Anyway, I'm not I'm not really complaining. It'll probably be one of the better Monday night games this year, so I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's every NFC matchup has been NFC West matchup has been somewhat interesting this year. Um so yeah, like we said, we're gonna we're gonna break down each team that's in the playoffs. And we are also going to give our game picks for super wild card weekend. So without further ado, let's get into our first and favorite team. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yes, I, I took it under my wing to do the AFC. So starting from the bottom, now we are here. The seventh seed Pittsburgh Steelers. Why they can win? Uh, well, let, let, uh, let's be honest here, folks. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of reasons they wrote down in this category. And so we got a little fancy with it. The AFC has proved this year that literally anyone can win. And with Pittsburgh barely punching their ticket thanks to the Raiders kicking a field goal, now they have a good chance as anyone else in this conference. I mean, even 538 published an article this week saying we don't understand how the Steelers are in the playoffs either. But at the end of the day, they do have a better record than, you know, nine other AFC teams. <laughs> that's why that's why they're here. They do have the veteran leadership from a head coach and quarterback that have been here before. Plus some playmakers on defense and, you know, perspective, maybe the defensive player of the year in TJ Watt. But let, let's be honest here, everyone. If they win this against the Chiefs, it'll be like a team of destiny thing here with all the dominoes falling into place. There's not a lot going right for them. We, 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 we you know, 
we, we've now made our peace with Ben is leaving, but uh, that was an ugly win in Baltimore that barely got us the win. And also with the news of Najee Harris not practicing all week, doesn't help. But hey, Juju Smith-Schuster's coming back in the Kansas City game. So I don't know, man, why they can't win. I will say, despite Ben Roethlisberger getting a storybook final two games, this offense has not played well. Bad, bad play calling and schemes from offensive coordinator Matt Klamick, uh and just bad offensive line play make this offense one of the worst in Steelers history. There is a reason, everyone, why they set a franchise record for no touchdowns in the first half this year. You can't have that in the playoffs. And then outside of TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward, this defense has been really kind of bad in light of depth and injuries plagued them like it, Pittsburgh is the worst run defense in the NFL this season having giving up almost 2,500 yards on the ground that's not going to bode well in the playoffs when your offense cannot score and your defense is on the field for a lot of snaps it's not a recipe for success the good news for their matchup against the Chiefs this week is that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out so the Chiefs are going to have to rely more on their passing game but it was only what three weeks ago that these teams met in the playoff met in the regular season and it was a blowout so not a lot of good going for the Steelers but you know win win and you're in and anything can happen it seems to be the mantra from not only Ben Roethlisberger this week but the rest of this team and I will say that if there's any team that can make the meme upset this week it would be them but I'm not fully banking on it just yet uh, it would just be really interesting to see how Kansas City implodes if that were to happen. I I, I mean, I'm cheering for it to happen because, uh, uh, listen, we'll get to the Chiefs for why they can't win in that section. And I I, I've, I think I've made some good points. But, yeah, I think ever uh, – I'm starting to get a sense of real overconfidence from Chiefs fans. Like, this is still a playoff team, guys. Now, they might be the worst playoff team you've ever seen, but they're still a playoff team. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so, why they can win? The Eagles have one of the best rushing attacks in the league this year, averaging almost 160 yards per game. And this, during the playoffs, like the run game is the most valuable thing that you can have, especially late in the year when uh, other teams are coming into the to the playoffs banged up. They have uh, two really fantastic linemen and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. And they have one of the most dynamic QBs in the league in Jalen Hurts. Uh, this past year, Hurts led his team in passing and rushing yards, and he made up most of their offense. Uh, they're, they're also getting back uh, returning Miles Sanders, so that's a instant boost to their running game. Um, if they get hot and they can continue their dominance on the ground, they could make a surprise title run this year. Uh, as to why they won't win, they, as impressive as their rushing numbers are, their air attack was one of the worst in the leagues. They only averaged 200 yards per game in the air. So if you if you cut off the running game, they basically don't have an offense. Um, on top of that, they have one of the worst pass rushes in the league on the opposite side of the ball. They were second to last in sacks 
So if you're not going to get any pressure on the quarterback, uh, how can you expect your defense to do anything? Uh, outside of Darius Slay and their secondary, they don't have many playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, which means if they need to force a crucial turnover, um, they probably won't be able to do it, which could be a huge problem. Uh, much like the Steelers, I don't really think that the Eagles are, are straight up contenders. Many people are probably wondering how they made the playoffs as well, but um, they made it and they have just as much as a shot as anyone else, but I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, I, I would agree pretty uh, pretty much on that assessment of the Eagles. As someone who had Jalen Hurts as their fantasy quarterback this year, I did get over 20 points, but that was mostly from his work on the ground. I am wondering how fresh Miles Sanders is going to be as he not played half the season. And it is weird that the team with the best rushing attack in the league had almost no rushing offense in the first half of the season yeah i was like really caught off guard when i found out that stat um, yes and miles My- sanders also uh he didn't uh have any rushing touchdowns this year it was all jalen hurts in the red zone yes now i'm wondering how much of that is the use of jalen hurts versus also sanders gets hurt and then it was really once he went down that the uh, rushing attack became more prevalent. So we haven't really seen a good enough look at Miles Sanders in this new Eagles heavy rushing attack offense that they've been going with. We, uh, and we know how dynamic Miles Sanders can be. Uh, we watched him for three years at Penn State and he's he's held his own in the, in the league. Um, it's whether or not they'll make the best out of him um, going forward. Also say that they did play the Buccaneers close earlier in the regular season, but I am also just, yeah, like the Steelers, they are the team that's kind of lucky to be here. New England Patriots. I'll get into our sixth seed, the New England Patriots. That feels weird to say, doesn't it? The sixth seed New England Patriots? (sighs) Yeah, but this is not, this is not Tom Brady's New England Patriots. This is now Mac Jones. McCorkle? So why they can win? Well, they are the New England Patriots. What team has wreaked more havoc on the AFC in the last two decades? No one. With Bill Belichick back in the playoffs, there's always a chance they can win with the greatest coach of all time. I would agree with that. Their defense is fourth best in the league and second in the league in defending the pass. We know that there are some big name quarterbacks in the AFC, so that make so this is you know as far as it goes, one of the best defenses against some of these highly talented passing offenses. Plus, the pass rush with guys like Matthew Judon is pretty good. Um, a top 10 rushing offense gives them an edge in time of possession game that is so you know important in the playoffs. We just talked about having a good rushing attack. Uh, and with another freezing cold game in Buffalo, Belichick loves to play these things. Look at their Monday night game against Buffalo where they ran it how many times and only passed three times. They might get into that situation again this, on Saturday night. But why they can't win. Shaky quarterback play from Mac Jones down the stretch. Uh, it looks like he's hit the rookie wall at the worst stretch of time. Um, 
McCorkle's just struggling down the stretch, and it even seems Belichick doesn't fully want to put the game in his hand this season, whether it's because he's a rookie or doesn't fully believe in him yet. A lack and a lack of passing weapons on offense and true wide receiver one will make this unit not a truly viable Super Bowl contender. But a foundation is made here for the future. I would also say, and I have this written down for almost every AFC team going forward, there is an inconsistency here. They will look like the evil empire one week, then look like a young team still learning the next. Inconsistency will be a thorn in the side of a lot of AFC teams this year, like I just said. But looking at the Patriots, you have a team that has beaten playoff teams this season, but also struggled against the Texans and Dolphins. Simply, they just they don't pass the test right now. Yeah, and it, uh, uh, this stat always gets thrown out when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, that, but there hasn't been a single rookie quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Um, Even if you look at the Steelers when Ben Roethlisberger had arguably one of the best rookie campaigns ever, you know, he only lost he only lost one uh, one game that entire year. And uh, that was in the playoffs against this Patriots team. It was a very different Patriots team back then. But um, yeah, rookie quarterbacks just have not broken through to to win the Super Bowl. So it would be a huge shock if uh, the Patriots were able to bust through and do that in, in their first try with Mac Jones. And I just don't see it with Nelson Aguilar as their wide receiver one right now. Yeah, we all know how uh, um, our our friends in Philadelphia feel about Aguilar. So uh, I when they when the Patriots signed him for the money, they said I was like, that isn't a mistake. I do know they have Sanu and they have Hunter Henry, but at the same time, like it, we I, I know Patriots fans hate Nikhil Harry by this point. So, <laughs> like I just that passing attack. Like, listen, there's a reason why they only passed three times in that windstorm against Buffalo. One because of windstorm, but I also just don't think they would have been very good against the Bills' defense in the past. Yeah, they're definitely playing to their strengths as a grit and grind run the. A football smash mouth team during that game. San Francisco 49ers. Here's why they can win. One man, Debo Samuel. He is one of the hidden gems of the NFL and fantasy football players all around know what he brings to the table. And he was one of the most dynamic and versatile wide receivers in the game this year. He was fifth in the league in receiving yardage with uh, just over 1400 eclipsing a thousand yards for the first time in his career and the Niners truly haven't had a receiver this talented since Terrell Owens at least in my opinion they've had some good players like Anquan Bolden uh no Anquan wasn't on there he was with the Cardinals my bad uh Michael Crabtree is who I'm thinking of uh but yeah, they, they really haven't had a true number one guy since T.L., at least in my opinion. Uh, couple him with a good running attack, which is a staple of any uh, Kyle Shanahan offense. An absolute beast in George Kittle and a defense led by future All-Pro Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. You have yourself a very dangerous team. As a team, the Niners allowed the third fewest yards in the league, and they showed their grit against the Super Bowl contender, L.A. Rams, in the season finale. Um, this is a team that it feels like nobody wants to play in the playoffs this year. 
And as far as wildcard teams, I would give them one of the best odds to make it to the Super Bowl. But as to why they won't make it to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl this year, I think it lives and dies with the play of, of Jimmy G or Jimmy GQ, as many people will say, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he was painfully average this year, which kind of encapsulates his entire career. He only managed to put up 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And if they get to the Super Bowl, it won't be based on his play. Plus, they've been absolutely decimated by injuries this year. And they're especially thin on their defense and in their backfield. They're rolling into the playoffs with a minus four turnover margin, which is not something anyone wants from their team. So... As, as scary as the Niners may be, they definitely have a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of painfully average play from their quarterback, and they are beat up on defense, and they don't have a true number one running back, despite how good their rushing attack may be. What do you mean? Their, their best running back is Debo Samuel. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. Uh, they did. They were impressive in that Week 18 win over the Rams, battling back down from 17. I, when we get into game picks, I do like that Cowboys 49ers game is like the game of the week. I really think that's going to be the closest one. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys are always an interesting watch, whether they're getting smashed to bits or they're, you know, just playing close games. They they always have entertaining games, in my opinion. I'll ask you this before we segue into the fifth seed uh, for the AFC, but is it weird watching Cowboys games? Because we both like Dak. Is it like, do you not hate them as much as you normally do? Because that kind of feels it. Like, I like Dak, but I kind of still hope they lose. Yeah. I, I like Dak a lot, but it just... I can't root for any team that's owned by Jerry Jones. It's just against my nature. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Back to the AFC in the fifth seed. Las Vegas Raiders. So happy I didn't say Oakland. I I wrote it before, but I made sure I, I, I said Las Vegas. But, you can just do what U-Tree does and diminish them by just continuing to call them Oakland and, and call them the Chargers San Diego. That's <laughs> like what I do. Uh, well, the Chargers, it, listen, they it, everyone in San Diego was laughing uh, last week. But um, why the Raiders can win? Let's be honest. This team got almost got in on a tie in Week 18 against their division rival, Los Angeles Chargers. But since we have to pick reasons, they do have a top 10 passing offense in the NFL, despite you know losing whiteouts to off-field incidents, injury. They've, mis- they've been rain- remained strong in the past attack with Dark- Derek Carr with you know with guys like Darren Waller and Hunter Hen- Hunter Renfro who's been like a really good go-to receiver for Carr. The passing attack has you know stayed motion. A middle of the pack defense led by Max Crosby who I think actually has the most quarterback pressures in the league this year could give them a shot if they you know if they can get to the quarterback because let's also remember pressures aren't sacks. Um, plus they also have Yannick Ngakwe on the other end. And a secondary from Casey Hayward Jr. Nate Hobbs, like that defense has a good foundation to it. This isn't truly a bad team, but it's a team that had a lot of disarray from, you know, from John Gruden resigning onward. Um, and while they can't win, lack of any really 
any real threat in the running game will Raiders rank near the bottom of the league in rushing the football. Now I know what you're going to say Josh Jacobs is pretty good. Yeah. But when he's healthy, he's not, he's been banged up with injuries all year. I think he only has like 700 yards on the season. Um, and you know, no real consistency at that position and an unbalanced rushing attack. Like I said, goes to what we've said all, all episode and then too many turnovers. And then the inconsistency from Derek Carr, Mostly, Carr, while he's been for 21 touchdowns this season, has also tossed for 14 interceptions. That simply ain't going to get the job done on the road to winning a Super Bowl. This team has also lost five straight games at one point this year. Just not a caliber of a Super Bowl contender. They're lucky to be here, though, for a season with so much offseason drama and injuries. Whoever, whether they keep Rich Basicia as their head coach or find someone else, I think there is a bright future here for the Las Vegas Raiders. But this team is going to learn a lot about themselves this weekend as they face Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that this team is wildly inconsistent. You know, they did go through a lot this season, so it is actually pretty remarkable that they made it this far. But um, I agree with a lot of your points. I think that as far as actual Super Bowl contenders, they're pretty low on the list. But stranger things have happened, right? Right. Arizona Cardinals. And at one point this season, the Cardinals were the top team in the NFC. What got them there? Balance. They had a top 10 rushing attack and passing attack. They have weapons all over the field, including veterans like AJ Green. They had Christian Kirk. They they made a, a very savvy trade for Zach Ertz in the middle of the season. Their defense is stacked with talent, including Buda Baker and Chandler Jones. And they could be getting J.J. Watt back into the mix for the playoffs. They also know how to force turnovers, and they were fourth in the league in, in turnover mar- margin. Um, I think they had they were one of five teams to have double-digit turnovers. Um, if they get hot, they could be extremely difficult to beat. As to why they won't win... I'm just going to say, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a very good coach. This team, with all their talent, ended this season one and four with two very ugly losses to the Lions and the Seahawks. This team should have won the NFC West easily, but they couldn't get out of their own way with untimely turnovers and frankly, uninspiring play down the stretch. Kyler Murray is talented and keeps them in games but he's looked really off since returning from injury and their best player arguably is on the IR and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not even sure I see them getting past the Rams in the first round this year. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. A team that just completely falls apart in the second half of the season. That's a Cliff Clinsbury team. And yeah, too many losses down the stretch where they're just not hot. Really seemingly at all. Um, I am interested to see what they do against a Rams team that just gave up that week 18 loss to the to the 49ers and that's on Monday night. So, uh, you know, anything can happen, especially in the NFC West. But I think this team is going to be a once again, uh, if last year they went eight and eight down the stretch and narrowly missed the playoffs, I think they'll make wild card weekend and get eliminated in the first round this year. It just sucks. You know, that it looked like they were rolling. This year, they started off, I believe, eleven and two. Yeah, uh, and uh, and even when they were up. eleven and two, none of us truly believed they were the top Super Bowl contender. Uh, any, I'm sorry, this- they started off ten and two. Okay, 
whether but they yeah. started eleven and two or ten and two, my point being is no one believed that they were the true Super Bowl favorite at any point in this season this year. Yeah. No, correct. All right. The number four seed in the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals. Why they can win? Offensive playmakers. This team is full of offensive offensive weapons led by second year quarterback Joe Burrow and prospective offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase at wide receiver. The airwaves are dangerous as ever for the, for the defenses as the Bengals really can just throw it anywhere. Let's also not forget uh, at wideouts, they also have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins for Burrow to go to. Plus, a reliable run game by Joe Mixon makes this one of the most complete and deadly offenses in the AFC, if not for the Kansas City Chiefs. If the Bengals are going to win this year, it's going to be on the backs of these guys, but they don't have the experience. But also, hey, did you know their defense, Will, was actually fifth in the league against the run? No. no. N- neither did I. At edge, is Trey Hendrickson, who's made some big plays this year, and a former Steeler quarter- cornerback Mike Hilton in the secondary. They played sneaky good down the stretch, but is it enough to win at all? Because that defense has had some real lapsed moments, and that's where we're going to get into the why they can't win. Holy crap, this team is inconsistent. Hey, look at... Another AFC team that has played inconsistent, I know, but the Bengals look like the Bungles more than their fair share of times this year. Remember when they lost to the Jets? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, add blowout losses to the Browns and Chargers to the list, and that makes three non-playoff teams that they've lost to and have gotten the upper hand against them. Meanwhile, they've also fallen to NFC playoff teams in the Packers and 49ers. They do have the dub of the Chiefs, but at this moment in time, they still seem more pretender than true contender. After all this is franchise that has not won a playoff game, Will, since 1991. And for those of you at home, in case you're wondering how truly old that is to fathom, the first text message was sent in 1992. (laughs) A simple playoff win for this franchise will literally catapult them into the 21st century in terms of relevance. And for this year, that might just be the focus that their fan base needs. As it does appear a bright future is ahead of them. Hey, Will, we're Steelers fans. I don't want to face Joe Burrow for the next 10 years. It no. does look it's like it's going to be very fun. I would also say that Joe Burrow's quarterback play, looking mighty at times, hasn't been great, greatly consistent either. While he's completed 70% of his passes this season in 30-plus touchdowns, he's tossed for 14 interceptions while also battling some lingering injuries. Too many turnovers, and Burrow facing his final first test of playoff action make me hesitant to fully buy in right now, along with head coach Zach Taylor. This is a young team with not a lot of playoff experience, and, you know, this is their first uh, stab at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we were all impressed when the Bengals took down the Chiefs, although they definitely had a lot of help from the refs. I, uh, they, they, I, just, I looked at the score and I was like, oh, they did it. <laughs> yeah, they, they still were able to pull that off. And so I think it would be foolish for anyone to really sleep on the Bengals this year. Um yeah, I agree, man. I, they, I, I need to see them win a playoff game before I start choosing them to win playoff games. You know what I'm saying? So, and they've they've really got to show that to themselves and and to the rest that uh, they're not the same Bengals from 30 years ago. <laughs> you know. Uh, or the past 30 years, rather. It, that stat still, like, boggles my mind because since then, this, the Bengals have been to the playoffs plenty of times, you know? that It's not like they were, like, missing the playoffs all 30 years. They'd been there countless number of times. Like, under Marvin Lewis, they're just 
peak mediocrity. Well, so they went, they went to the playoffs, what, seven and somewhere between seven to nine times with Marvin Lewis and were Owen. They lost every single time. Yeah. As far as snake bitten franchises, they're they're up there. I believe so. they have the longest playoff win drought in the NFL. Yeah. It's hard to beat 30 years, man. Hard to beat 30 years. Like, put it in perspective, I think the Lions have a more recent playoff win than them. That's crazy. I think it's only by like 91 to 93, but yeah, still. <laughs> All right. The fourth seed in the NFC is Los Angeles Rams. Why they can win it. Uh, Cooper Cup just had one of the greatest seasons of all time, recording the second most receiving yards in a season trailing behind only Calvin Johnson. And guess who the QB was for both of those seasons? Who? You guessed it. Matthew Stafford. Ah, yes. Matthew Stafford. (laughs) When Stafford is on, you've seen them beat the best of the best uh, in this season including the reigning champions of the tampa bay buccaneers their passing attack is top five in the league and plus they have star power up and down the roster we're talking aaron donald jalen ramsey vaughn miller cooper cup obj really with this madden franchise fantasy draft roster it'd be insane if they didn't make the super bowl and all those players were at one time considered the best player at their at their position and many of them still are, you know, but uh, despite all of that talent on the roster, they were still only able to barely beat the Cardinals for the division lead. They hit a real rut in November, losing three straight and lost the season finale to San Francisco. In those four L's, Stafford threw seven interceptions. If he can't rein it in, this team is going to be in big trouble. Also, despite all the talent listed above, their defense is still painfully average. McVay is a pretty good coach, but he has yet to win the big game. And they definitely have something to prove this year because after this year, man, they might not make it back here for another 10 years. Like they don't have any draft picks. Yeah, and they're they're running out of futures to sell on. Yeah, they're, they're basically playing with a whole bunch of rentals. Which is the strategy that this coaching staff in front office has taken, and it's something that can make it if you work. But if you don't win, then it's all for nothing. Buffalo Bills. They can win the consensus number one team in the league on defense. The odd thing, they have zero non-pro bowlers on that defense. This unit is absolutely loaded everywhere and has proved to be an elite group this season. This defense was lacking last year in the AFC Championship game, lost to the Chiefs, and they went out and loaded up with talent. They picked up edge rusher Gregory Russo, defensive tackle Ed Oliver, Safety Micah Hyde and middle linebacker Tremaine Edwards make for some of the fiercest faces of any AFC team we'll have to face in the playoffs this year. Easily the best defense in the playoffs. Their offense is clicking on Josh Allen. And this is time. This is the, you know, the top scoring offense in the AFC for a reason. It's more than the Chiefs. That's surprising to me. And it's on the guns of Josh Allen and his weapons and Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, tight end Dawson Knox. Allen's able to extend the play to pick up yards with his legs to make him not just a can of an arm, but a dual threat quarterback you have to keep contained. Why they can't win, though? Lack of any real running game and Josh Allen turnovers. As well as Allen has played this season, sorry, as well as Allen has played this season, his 36 touchdowns do come with an ugly 15 interceptions. He might be relied on too much to carry the weight of the Bills as they've been dismal in the running game. The good news, though, Bills fans, is, though, that 
last week, the last weeks of the season, Devin Singletary's actually started to really come into his own, but maybe too little too late. But in order for Buffalo to get over their four falls and truly bring home the covenant and Lombardi, they need to play better on both areas of the offense. And then once again, I'll bring up the consistency point for these AFC teams as this Bills defense has had some pretty bad moments and lapses this season like the Bengals and questionable losses on the record. Lost to Jacksonville on the record is a definite red flag. They didn't even score a touchdown in that game. The loss on their lockdown corner, the loss of their lockdown corner, Tredavious White, is also a big blow for them as they hit the playoff stretch and have lost some games because of it already. Remember, this team lost to the Steelers in week one. Yeah. We all forget about that. That was so long ago, but yeah. And a game that they definitely should have won, honestly. They should have won... They should have won the game against the Titans, and I would make the argument they should have won the game against the first game against New England inside that was in Buffalo. They just completely stalled out at the goal line three straight times in that game. Yeah, it's honestly ridiculous that they haven't been able to course correct yet, but, I, you know, maybe the playoffs is their time to get back on track and actually make a run this year. As you mentioned, they were decently close last year making the AFC Championship game, but they got smashed by the Chiefs. Uh, my number three seed in the NFC is Dallas Cowboys. As to why they win, I really hate to admit this, but on paper, the Cowboys are one of the most high powered teams in the NFL. They've got a top two passing attack, a top 10 rushing attack. They can score the ball at will, averaging 30 plus points a game. Plus, they finally have figured out their defense, led by uh, my pick for defensive rookie of the year and all pro Micah Parsons. Uh, Penn State represent we are. And they have interceptions leader Trevon Diggs. this team is really stacked. They have a top 10 scoring defense, which is a big welcome change, and they know how to force turnovers. Also, Dak Prescott showed signs of greatness this year, nearly eclipsing uh, 4,500 yards in the air and throwing a franchise record 37 touchdowns this year. On paper, this team could be anybody, but the question remains, can they keep it together to make a Super Bowl run? This is why they won't win, though. Despite their flashy numbers, the Cowboys still lost games they shouldn't have this year. They lost to the Bucks to open the season. They lost to the Chiefs, only scoring nine points with their high-powered offense. And they lost to the Cardinals and Raiders with really sloppy putt play and poor clock management. It all points to one man, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy's legacy as a coach lives and dies with Aaron Rodgers. McCarthy has shown this year that with game management, he gets a C minus at best, at best. He's not some some supreme X's and O's guy, and it shows. This team should be at the top of the NFC with their talent. The Cowboys are also losing Michael Gallup to an ACL injury just before the playoffs, which is a huge hit to their receiving core. I, I really hope the, pe- the, the Cowboys and, and the Packers meet in the playoffs again. Just, just for the memes of it. Just for the memes. Who, who's gonna catch it slash not catch it this time? Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I always watch that ad where um, Mike Greenberg is going to tell me that CD Lamb is gonna boom. So maybe it's him. He's gonna go boom. 
Yeah, it gets, it's a fantasy commercial. He's like, CD Lamb is going to boom. And I'm like, I don't, what? He's not booming. I had CD Lamb on my really bad fantasy team this year, and he was probably my only consistent wide receiver. All right. The number two seed. Kansas City Chiefs. Why they can win. Well, they are the Chiefs. They've reached the AFC Championship games for the last four of those and the last two Super Bowls for a reason. They might have the number one seed. They might not have the number one seed this year, but they're still open. You know, the the road is open for them to get to the road to the Super Bowl in Arrowhead if, you know, the Titans lose because they're the number one seed. Um, they still get home field advantage, at least for a good, decent portion of the playoffs, unless they have to face someone higher than them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and a defense that has been noticeably better in the second half of the season since acquiring Melvin Ingram has made us in the league realize that the rumors of the Chiefs' death were simply just exaggerated. Andy Reid and his staff, is, a staff, staff, despite a slow start, has got this team right back on track for now. Why they can't win? Maybe unconventional, but I'll, but I'll go with a mixture of inconsistency and maybe arrogance. This is a team that started slow and seemed to take games for granted. It's what cost them the number one seed early in the season and in this tight conference. And at one point in the season, they stood at the bottom of their division. A wild card weekend matchup where they're favored to win by 12 and a half to 15 points, depending on who you're using as your betting outlet at home to a Steelers team with nothing to lose. Hey, I want to just say this. I've seen some Andy Reid teams blow it before in the playoffs, whether it be for Kansas City or Philadelphia. We start seeing if we start seeing that play of Patrick Mahomes early this season where he was a turnover machine. This team is in trouble because if they get into a hole, I'm not wholly convinced that their defense can get them out of it. This is a Chiefs team, Will, that has lost to Buffalo, they've lost to the Titans, and they've lost to the Bengals. Those are the seeds of one, three, and four in the AFC this year. And also, they and no real running game and having to put it on Patrick Mahomes. We saw what this team did when someone gets hurt in the passing game. They were okay without Travis Kelsey against the Steelers, but man, did they almost lose that week eight team against Denver when Tyreek Kill went out. And with no Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, makes their run game virtually non-existent. Lately, Chiefs fans, the rest of the AFC has had their picking at you and knows how to beat you. Is That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to be surprised if they win, but there's a lot for me to hear while they go, eh, no, not this year. But you also forget the biggest fact of all. The Steelers gone to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl! <laughs> Still my favorite meme of 2021. Uh, mine is the, the Kramer Jerry, what's in there? Well, well, that's a 2022 meme. I was going to say, that's a 2022 meme, I guess. Kramer, what is what is that in there? It's it's the Tampa Bay Bucks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> They're the number two seed. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is why they can win. We've seen this script too many times. The main character, Tom Brady. He is the GOAT, and that pains me to say. And he's been here and experienced more playoff success than any QB in history. He's proven time and time again that he'll always do just enough to win the big one with his team. Whether or not he's carried by his talented roster, it really doesn't matter. Brady gets the job done. And when he's leading a locker room, that team always has a shot. Not to mention Brady is playing is out of his mind for someone who is 44 years old. 
Now, this might just be the steroids talking, but this man threw for 5,316 yards and 43 touchdowns. That is absolutely asinine at his age, at any age, really. But at 44, that's ridiculous. Their defense is a top five scoring defense, and they were second in in scoring themselves on offense. This team was built for Super Bowl runs. As to why they won't win, though, the Buccaneers are limping into the playoffs this year. They're without star wide receiver Chris Godwin, who they lost sadly uh, to an ACL injury a couple weeks ago. We all know what happened with Antonio Brown. He's no longer with the team. Their top three running backs are all injured, with Fournette being maybe a game-time decision for Sunday. Their secondary is all injured, and Levante David may or may not be playing after a lengthy stint on the IR. This altogether could be just too much for the Buccaneers to overcome, as they almost lost to the Jets two weeks ago. Like, they probably should have lost to the Jets. It's hard to call them a shoe-in at this point in the season, and missing that first-round bye really hurt them in the long run. Yeah, it, it seems that the, this team on paper looked like, yeah, definitely they, they can repeat, but just too many pieces lost on the stretch. I, I don't know if Brady's going to be able to get it done with just Mike Evans and uh, and Gronk to go to now. Yeah. what the Do they still have Scotty Miller, too? Yeah, but it, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> He needs his Edelman type guy always. They need a. They really need playoff Lenny to come back. Yeah. He he definitely is the X factor for that team. Well, I mean, that's, that's really what made the Bucks good. Is they started strong in the passing game, but as the season went on, they transitioned to more of a more balanced offense with a heavy run attack. Yeah. Oh, apparently, uh, Scotty Miller is actually injured. He only played nine games this year. And he oh. had 38 yards total Yikes! <laughs> on five receptions. They're behind Mike Evans and Gronkowski. It looks like their next best guy is Tyler Johnson. Do you know how many so, Tyler Johnsons there are? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. That could be anyone. That's <laughs> <laughs> like Fred Smith. But I think, yeah, that they're... The biggest thing is whether or not Levante David will be healthy or not, because without Levante David, their run defense is seriously lacking. And that's crazy to say, because they also have Vita Vea and he's just like he's he's a stopgap guy. You know, he he really uh, is unbelievable at stopping the run. But once they get past that, that level, who's going to be there to stop him? Devin White can be all over the field, but he's only one man. All right. The number one seed. Tennessee Titans. Okay. For the, so why they can win, this is where we're going to start. We've started there every single point. And now, Will, okay, say it with me. At the beginning of the season where we, are, we, we were all skeptical if the Mike Vrabel-led Titans would really be a true contender, much less the number one seed in the AFC. We can agree to that. This is a team that took care of business early in the season as it was making statements. And even with the injuries and loss of premier running back Derrick Henry, Julio Jones is hurt for a lot of first stints, and then A.J. Brown, they didn't go away. They went 6-3 and three without Derrick Henry. Keep that in mind. You know, they didn't, it, like, they just, they never died, and they had a cushion, and they just kept winning games. So, and now with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones look to both be healthy again, plus Derrick Henry might be returning, 
Watch out, AFC. With puzzle pieces falling into place at the exact right time, the Titans could be heading into their first dance for a Lombardi since falling one yard short on January 30th, 2000. Maybe a second Music City miracle is needed, or it's in store for this team that just played well enough through the stretch. They rank pretty much in the middle on offense and defense, but do enough to stay in games and pull out wins. Why they can't win. After all of that talk, uh, you know, this team has... This team did lose to the Jets. What team wants to show up in the playoffs? You know, easily they can go in the wrong direction if they have shaken play from a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill and their defense can't keep up. This is a team that lost late season games to the Steelers in which they really couldn't stop turning the ball over. Let's also not forget they dropped a divisional game to Houston where they were blown out and they were blown out by New England. This team has has some quad one wins definitely, but some debt like but a lot of head scratchers. At the end of the day, the AFC seems to be wide open and I feel that there is a legitimate case for any of these seven teams for the most part. Um if they, you know, get hot and they can punch their ticket for LA for a shot at the Super Bowl, but who gets hot at the right time and right moment and who wants it more? I have a, I do have a hard time buying in on the Titans, but at the same time, like, why go against them when they played so consistent and they get three real big pieces back healthy at the right time? I would say that I like the Bills a little bit more, but we'll, I'll let you give your thoughts and you can go into your final NFC team here. Yeah. I think this team lives and dies with Derrick Henry. And the one thing that does scare me is he's had so much rest now. I mean, he he was recovering from an injury, so it wasn't like he was just sitting around, but he wasn't getting beat up. Um, And so, you know, everyone's going to focus their attention on Derrick Henry, but they might not be able to do anything against him because of how tough that he is going to be to bring down as a, a really, quite frankly, just a healthy, a healthier version of himself than he has been the last couple of years. Now, with all that to be said, I, I just feel like I I was even shocked. I, I, I keep thinking like, wow, the Titans are really the number one seed in the AFC. It just doesn't it doesn't feel right. I don't know how else to explain it. It just doesn't feel right. Um, I don't. I don't think that they are the best team in the NFC or the AFC, rather. Um, uh, but if they, like you said, if they can get hot, they can. They can make a run. The the Titans seem like the AFC version of the Cardinals, but they're better. <laughs> yeah. Except they like actually handled their business when they needed to, and they ended up where they were supposed to. Exactly. Um, but also, the Cardinals play in a much tougher division. Yeah, like the the Titans were definitely gifted by the fact that they ha- that they had uh, they they almost got a cushion with the early Wentz injury, and uh, even though he did play Week One, but also Quentin Nelson was hurt for the Colts. They had and then they had to play a Houston team who just fired their head coach. Um, and back when in the offseason when they hired David Culley, we were like, who? Um, it, that screamed as a one-year hire. Um, Which also- I want to give props to David Culley because with as bad as that roster is, he was still able to make them competitive each and every game that they came out. More than we can say for another AFC South uh, team that the Titans got to face twice in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one seed in the NFC. Green Bay Packers. 
why they can win? It's simple. Any team led by reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers is a contender, and the Packers proved that this year. They thrive off the connection between Devontae Adams and Rodgers. And they didn't put up gaudy numbers on the ground, but the tandem of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones is a scary one-two punch. They get back Zadarius Smith for the playoffs, which is huge since they secured that first round bye. It gives their players an extra week to get healthy. And plus this season, they show that they can win the close games. They won five of their games by by just one score. As to why they won't win, we've seen this. We've been here time and time again, including last year. Since 2010, the year that they won the Super Bowl, the Packers have made it to four more NFC Championship games, losing every single one. Now, the first three of those were on the road, which is tough, but last year, they were in the same exact spot and they lost to the Buccaneers at Lambeau. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have no confidence that they can do it this year. The Packers are at the top of the NFC, yes, but they got there by being the best in one of the worst divisions in the NFC this year. This team on paper was not better than the Buccaneers or the Cowboys, and they have to prove it this year that they can make the hurdle and get into the Super Bowl. Let's, uh, I want to add another point to you, Will. With the all-pro votes that came out yesterday, it looks like Rodgers is probably going to be not only the defending MVP, but also continuing to be that uh, with the way the votes broke down for the first team All-Pro between him and Brady. Let's also remember the last NFL MVP to win the Super Bowl hasn't happened since 1999 with Kurt Warner. That's I always wait to see who's going to win the MVP to make that pick because uh, it's it's like the president's trophy in the NHL for me. I always pick against it because it's been so long since the team that does it. I know that there's no real correlation or statistics to really make a reason for that, but it's one of those things I stick my guns to, call it a superstition. But I'm going to continue with it again. The Packers in the last four a- NFC Championship games have not shown me anything different other than giving me disappointment for when they lose in stupid ways. Aaron Rodgers, while his play is fantastic, if he wins the MVP, I don't think he's going to win the Super Bowl again. And I think that there's better teams in this NFC that can knock off and surprise them while going through Lambeau. So, I that would be my point. I just, I there, there's something feels off about the Packers. Even though this feels like the most complete Packers team I've watched in quite a long time, but I feel like there's too much uncertainty with Rodgers' future, you know? Like, if, I think we, it, it seems like the vibe is maybe he's staying, but like, I don't, if he doesn't win, I don't think he's coming back, man. No. I'm not even convinced that if they do win the, the Super Bowl that he comes back. Yeah, like, I just don't know. But those are your 14 teams that have made the playoffs, and Will, in our final minutes here, I think we have to make some picks on Super Wild Card Weekend. 
Yeah, so actually we were wrong. There's there's only two games today. The yeah. first one starts at 4.30, which is a huge relief for us because we were really trying to get this done under the gun. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll announce the, uh, the matchups, and then Spack, you give us your first pick, and I'll, I'll fall after. Okay. So first matchup, Raiders against the Bengals. Spack, who do you got? This is 4.30 on NBC. The Cincinnati Bengals are favored by six. Give me the Bengals. I'm going to take it. They're going to win their first playoff game since 1991. Wow. Bold statement, bold statement. Um, Yes, the Bengals definitely have the more uh, high-powered offense, um, and their defense is no slouch either. But as, as we've said, we've seen this the last 30 years. The Bengals gonna bungle. I'm taking the Raiders. Oh, okay. But I do not think that they'll. I do not think that the Raiders are going to win by uh, a touchdown. So I'm gonna take the uh, Cincinnati with the the minus six. Um, but I, I have the the Raiders winning it. Okay, so basically what you're saying is another Daniel Carlson field goal is going to win it. Exactly. Okay. What's our second? We've got the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Now, Spack, this game, do you know what the the, the high temperature is for this game? I think like minus ten. It's it's one. It's setting up to be one of the coldest games in NFL history as ticket prices are falling rapidly. You can go to this game for possibly twenty bucks today. I think that's was, crazy. Yeah, it was thirty five dollars was the low last night, and I think it keeps dropping. Yeah, um, the right now it's a high of six degrees with a, a real feel of. Right now it's it's nine degrees in Buffalo with a real feel of four negative four. Yeah. Uh, and it ain't getting any warmer. My point for this though is Bills fans, you've only played the Patriots in one playoff game in, in history. And it was like nineteen sixty one. If you wanna slay this beast, I know the Buffalo fans love the cold. You gotta come out to this game tonight. The Bills need you. Yeah. Leave nothing on the table for New England to leave the door open to sneak back in. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on you uh, on with you on the Bills train. I don't think they're gonna make the same mistake twice. At least I hope not. I think that McDermott is smart enough to adjust his game plan, and uh, they've they've got to be, you know, at least this time they're not playing in a blizzard. Yeah. It's just like gonna it's going to be cold, but they, you know they've <clears throat> they've got to be ready, and I think they will be. Um, I'm taking Buffalo five. with the points. What was that? Bills are Bills. Uh, the betting line is Bills minus five. Yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo with the points. I think they'll win by a touchdown. I think they're going to win by a field goal. <laughs> I think it's going to be close. <laughs> so you're taking New England? No, I'm taking the I'm taking the Bills. Oh, but you're taking you're not going to take the betting line though no I'm t- I think it's going to be a close game because of the because of the weather alright next at 1 o'clock tomorrow we've got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
SPAC. Bucks. They're favored by eight and a half. I ain't going to go against them. Yeah, I I think uh, I have to take the Bucks too. I just don't like the Eagles just got smashed by the Cowboys uh, last week. And they got smashed by the Cowboys backups and they got smashed by the real Cowboys earlier in the season. Yeah, it, it ain't looking good for them. I got to I got to take the Buccaneers, although how hype would it be if we got the Steelers and the Eagles in the, in the Super Bowl finally? Uh, it would be like bad because like it'd be the two worst iterations of these teams when we could have had it in like 08, 09 and then 17, 18. Yeah. But imagine Ben Roethlisberger's final game in the Super Bowl beating his cross state rival. It'd be great. It would be hilarious, but I'd ra- but for the steel but for the Ben story to end, I'd rather beat the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be <laughs> Don't get me started, man. I want us All to right. beat. No, we're going to beat the Chiefs and then we're going to beat the Patriots and then we're going to beat New England. Well, no, yeah. we're going to beat Tom Brady, which you know, I guess Southern New England. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. Dallas is favored by three points. Spack, who do you got? I like Dallas in this game. I I like Dallas in this game. I think it's one of those games where I'm going to take the home team. Uh, 49ers looked great last week, but I I just like this Cowboys team a bit more. I've just seen too much inconsistency from that 49ers team in the second half of the season. Um, I think the Niners are actually riding the hot hand right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they – upset the the Cowboys. The Cowboys are usually an upset prone team and I think that this might happen. I you know, I said it on paper the Cowboys should beat anyone. But I I think that this is the matchup everyone's looking forward to. If the Niners play their best football, I think they can beat the Cowboys. So I'm taking the Niners. Well, this leaves one game. Le- this leaves one le- game left for Sunday, January sixteenth. Then, well, yeah, it's your Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Now, the line is twelve and a half. Uh, it's down from fifteen, right? But uh, yeah, Spack, do the Steelers have any shot? <laughs> well, go ahead and make your pick first. The Steelers are gone to the Super Bowl. The Steelers will win in Kansas City in the ugliest playoff game you've ever seen in your entire life. The Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Do it is for the memes. Act, is that is that your actual pick? Yes, I'm taking the Steelers. Well, I'm happy to meet you there with you, Mike. Yeah! Absolutely not. 12 and a half, 15 points, too big of a spread for the playoffs. Steelers are taking the upset. They're taking out Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Yinzer mode activated. Let's go! Oh man. We're gonna we're gonna regret this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, if we're wrong, you know. Hey, all I'm gonna say is Ben Roethlisberger is 2-0 in retirement final games. Yeah, he is. But he's also never beaten Patrick Mahomes, so we'll see. But we have beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs in Arrow. That is true. 
That was the fame. That was the infamous time when Antonio Brown went live from the locker room as uh, Mike Tomlin was talking a lot of junk about the Patriots. Yes. And then we went and got smashed by the Patriots. What? We got smashed, but that, I actually went and watched the highlights of that. We only lost by like two scores. It just felt like more because everything started spiraling early in the game. It was all downhill after Le'Veon got hurt. And then they gave all of Chris Hogan's Gronk's routes and we just didn't cover them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The final game of what super wild card weekend. It's the Arizona Cardinals heading to Inglewood, California to take on the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by four points. Spack, who you got? I like the Rams. Uh, I, I've i always been a big Matt Stafford fan, and I really would like to see them win a Super Bowl with him. Uh, that high-powered offense with Cooper Cup. And then we'll see what OBJ can do in the playoffs. Um, they did get Cam Akers back. Maybe he gets a little bit more ground feet under him. Uh, I, I like this Rams team. Plus, uh, you know, they got experience on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it's hard to count out Aaron Donald. And I know a Von Miller that might just be doing enough to get by. Um, the Cardinals, once again, like the four, I, I think you said, I, I do agree the four and have a hot hand, but I just don't fully buy into them. The Cardinals, like, like we said in our breakdown, just fall apart in the second half of the season. And they got to go travel to SoFi against the Rams. I like the Rams, man. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. The Rams, dude, literally all they have to do is take care of the ball and not force stupid turnovers, <clears throat> Matthew, and they'll win. I it, I think it's that simple. Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver in the league right now. Matthew Stafford's numbers, despite those interceptions, were amazing this year. So I, I really want to see Matthew Stafford. I think this might be his first... It could be his first ever uh, playoff win in his career. Yeah, well, they should have had a win over the Cowboys, but they were robbed in that one. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of PS. It's a podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoy all the content that we're pushing out to you. And we hope that it's an entertaining, to say the least, wildcard weekend. Um. Catch us again next week as who knows what we'll talk about. But you'll know when we tell you next week. Uh, for Mike's back, I'm Will Price, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Woo! Don't forget the Steelers are gone to the Super Bowl.